I'm Pete Mundo. We're Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. Always great to be here with you. And let's welcome on and say hello to Jenny Carlson of the Oklahoma and joining us here on the show. Jenny, great to have you on. We appreciate the time. And uh, we'll start with Oklahoma State and then get to the Sooners here. Uh, let's start with the Cowboys. They're undefeated, Jenny. Is there a a bigger surprise than this Cowboys team being undefeated, given how they've gone about doing it with defense and running game. Not exactly a, a staple of Mike Gundy during his career in Stillwater. Yeah, I mean it does look a lot different for sure, you yeah. know. And I think this is a, you know, this is a team that when the year started, they really thought would sort of recapture, if you will, um, you know, some of that uh, offensive old the. You know, high scoring, lots of points on the board. Um, but then they really got beset by some injuries, especially at the uh, at the wide receiver position. Guys that have, you know, been hit and miss. And then they just had a game against Boise State where they were just decimated. I mean, they, they had a walk-on who made basically the game-clinching catch there in the, late in the game. So not where they expected to be. And that was really – I mean, that's that's been something that they've had to work through. So, yeah, they've they've gone with the running game and – and uh, leaned on their defense. You know, we saw them last year lean on that defense, get to an 8-3 and three record uh, in the pandemic-shortened year, and, you know, they really felt like their defense was going to be good again, but I think they felt like their offense was going to be better. We've maybe started to see it clicking a little bit more in some of these receivers have come back, but it's still not, you know, this team is not going to be confused for that uh, 2011 team that uh, went to the Fiesta Bowl, won the Big 12 with all the points they scored. So uh, we'll see how they evolve as the year goes on for sure. So what do you make then of, of this team? Like what are the uh, expectations now still being undefeated, going into, of course, a huge game against Texas this weekend? But is it fair for Oklahoma State fans to think like, hey, why not us in a crazy first few weeks of college football? Well, I mean, I think obviously the the hurdle that they haven't overcome yet is getting to the Big 12 championship game. You know, since the Big 12 mm-hmm. reinstated that title game, there's been all sorts of teams that have made an appearance. I mean, OU's the staple, but Texas, Iowa State, TCU, Baylor. I mean, all those teams have been there, and we haven't seen Oklahoma State breakthrough. So that would be a really big thing for them if they could get to the Big 12 title game, get to Arlington this year. And, you know, they I, I think considering with the sort of the – topsy-turviness we've seen in the Big 12, I think that there's at least a a road, a path, you know, whether they'll go down it, whether they'll get to Arlington, I don't know. But you do see, you know, Texas, uh, while played better against OU, um, you know, they've they've had their bumps along the way. Uh, We've seen teams that we thought might emerge, whether it was Iowa State or maybe this could be a TCU year. Um, you know, K-State. I mean, there's been there's always those teams of the Big 12. Somebody seems to always kind of push towards the top that we didn't expect would be there. And we've seen them all sort of have some issues from time to time. So the fact that Oklahoma State's still undefeated, I mean, you'd rather be there than with a loss or two. So, uh, you know, mm-hmm. can they make it? Yes. Will they? I mean, they're, they've still got a lot of work to do. And, and obviously this game at Texas Although Texas is a team that they've they've sort of figured out some things against, you know yeah. they uh, they they for years they tried to crawl over Texas Tech, Texas A and M before they left, and then Texas and Oklahoma. They haven't quite figured out how to beat Oklahoma, but they've beaten Texas with some regularity. So can they do it this weekend? That'd be a huge step for this team. You know, uh, what about Mike Gundy's evolution as a head coach? Uh, to think that this guy now is is uh, you know winning games, ranked in the top fifteen. 
led by uh, a transfer running back and a defense that you mentioned Jim Knowles has been building very impressively in recent seasons. What does that say about Mike Gundy that, that, you know, a guy you've been covering obviously for a very long time, Jenny, where he is right now in his progression and, and maturation as a head coach? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's definitely, uh, you know, a, a different way of doing business in Stillwater this season. So, you know, I think anytime you uh, sort of, you know, have to go off script, sometimes it's it's forced, sometimes it's maybe by choice. You know, I think that's always a, a growth opportunity, even for a coach that's been at it for a long time. And, you know, Gundy's talked pretty openly about uh, after last summer and uh, sort of the near player mutiny they had with uh, Chuba Hubbard kind of leading the way. Um, how that has, you know, helped him to evolve, helped him to learn, grow. Um, so I think that that's, I think that's a reminder that even, you know, coaches that have been doing this a while, um, you know, they sometimes need need to need to, you know, learn uh, how to do business a little bit differently. And so mm-hmm. I think things are better for him, and I think things are better for the program. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, this is definitely, um, you know, I don't think I don't think Mike Gundy, uh, you know, in his Heart of Hearts as a former offensive coordinator um, sort of loves the idea of <laughs> the defense having to win the day. But at the end of the day, if you win, uh, I think that uh, as, a, as a head coach, that has to be your, your prime objective. And they're doing that, obviously, uh, to perfection so far this year. Before we continue with uh, Jenny Carlson, I want to let you guys know that this show is brought to you by MyBookie.com, where you can double your money on your first time deposit. Yeah, I know that, like, you try to double your money on a bet, but how about doubling your money on just a deposit? You can do it right now by simply going to mybookie.com and using our promo code BIG12, that is BIG12, and then they just double your money, 100 200 300 bucks, whatever it might be. Uh, right out of the gates, they will double that first-time deposit and place all your BIG12 bets this weekend. We went 2-1 last weekend, so I'm feeling good. Going into week seven, baby, feeling very good about it. And I already like some picks. I'll be announcing those, of course, on Thursday on the show. So I already have some picks that I like. And you also use it for your NFL picks on Sunday. So your one-stop shop for everything when it comes to placing your bets at mybookie.com. And our promo code BIG12, BIG12, will get you that 100% first-time deposit bonus. Go check it out. And it's a great way, by the way, to support this show, support the site, because uh, we can't do it without them. They help us. Keep moving the ball forward and keep growing. So we appreciate you guys. Jenny Carlson is joining us here on the show from the Oklahoman. Uh, Jenny, the Sooners, that Red River rivalry, I guess the obvious question right now, what's going to happen at quarterback here this weekend against TCU? Yeah, million-dollar question in uh, in Norman right now. Uh, Lincoln Riley on the Big 12 Coaches Teleconference Monday and then at his weekly press conference on Tuesday, uh, both times declining to name a starter. Um, it sounds like the, it, whatever's happening will continue to evolve as the week goes on. Um, the way Caleb Williams played on Saturday, you got to think he's the leader in the clubhouse to be the starter uh, on uh, on Saturday night. Um, you know, I think uh, it's, it's definitely a situation we've not seen Lincoln Riley in as the Oklahoma offensive coordinator or head coach. He's, uh, he's you know, been the quarterback whisperer, and the guy that he names at the beginning of the year oftentimes goes on to fantastic success. We've seen Heisman trophies. We've seen number one draft picks. I mean, just all of those things. And so 
know, I think the expectation was he named Spencer Rattler the starter for year two, and it's just all going to go to going to go to script. And um, you know, it hasn't it hasn't been that way for for a variety of reasons. I think uh, early in the year you could look and see that a lot of things were hampered on their offense with their offensive line, but it looks like that's really starting to evolve, and they're starting to get more consistent play out of their offensive line. And when the the struggles uh, at a quarterback or struggles in the offense continued on Saturday and that offensive line seemed to be, you know, getting some things going, they decided to make the switch and it was gutsy. I mean, there's no doubt you're in the, you know, red river rivalry game. You're, you're asking a true freshman to go in there and play his first significant time as a collegian in that environment in that rivalry behind by as many as they were, you know, when he comes in, there's, that's no easy task. I mean, the easier thing would have probably been to stay with Spencer Rattler. And uh, Lincoln Riley pulled the trigger, and now I think the question becomes what, what does happen next. And I would, I would, if I had to put my, my house on it, I would say Caleb Williams is your starter on Saturday. But um, since we, have, we don't have any history to go on on this, mm-hmm. that's just purely guesswork and, and me thinking that all the guys on the field saw what we all saw on Saturday – and they realize, you know, what a, what a performance Caleb had, and, and they, they sense that that needs to be the way to go. So we'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll be watching, uh, you know, with as much bated breath as anybody on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Ah, exactly right. Now, you know, it, it's, it's been a tough spot. It's been an awkward spot for everybody, obviously, that's been involved in this whole deal. And, and obviously fans get emotional about the whole thing, which uh, is a whole separate conversation. But what about – Spencer Rattler and and knowing him and covering him like you have, I mean, is is, is Lincoln Riley got to be thinking in the back of his mind, like in today's era of the transfer portal, could I lose a guy if I don't start him this weekend? What does that mean for the depth at the position? Or do you have to just think about this and say, what and who gives me the best chance to win on Saturday? Yeah, I mean, I think those all of those things are probably being weighed. Um, Lincoln Riley said today that he he believes that regardless of what how things transpire, what happens this week and and for the weeks moving ahead, he believes both of these quarterbacks will be in the program for the rest of the year. You know, I think he's a realist. He understands the portal um, has made you know almost nothing is a for sure anymore. I mean, that's just the reality. Um, so he, I don't think he's trying to make any predictions about. You know, could could this mean that that Rattler leaves? Could the if if Rattler gets the job back, could that mean that Williams leaves? I mean, I think he recognizes that all of those things are possibilities because the portal has made it that way. Um, but Lincoln said that today, actually at his Tuesday press conference, that the message he often delivers to players who might be, you know, thinking mid-season, hey, I, you know, I'm going to get out of here. You know, whether it's quarterbacks or otherwise, he hasn't had it with quarterbacks, to my, to my recollection. But overall, you know, if anybody he senses is thinking about that, he'll tell them, hey, listen, if you go, you can't, you can't go anywhere. I mean, you'll, you'll be without a team. You'll be without a place to um, train, to be without a place to practice. You'll be on your own for, you know, however long is left in this season. And then you also face the stigma of going in the portal and being a guy who left their team midstream. He said, you know, if that was me looking at a guy – and unless there were some pretty extreme circumstances, I would be really hard-pressed to take a guy who left mid, mid-season from their team to go into the transfer portal. So, um, you know, he, he at least, you know, it, it, he's had these conversations with other players before. He made the comment during his, uh, his, his weekly press conference that, you know, he deals with, uh, you know, guys wanting to play all the time. It's just not 
come to fruition like this at the quarterback position. But, uh, you know, he said he believes he's got two guys that can handle um, handle all this. Yes, it's difficult. Uh, if, if Spencer gets benched, that'll be difficult. If Caleb gets, uh, you know, put back on the bench, that'll be difficult. He recognizes it. He knows they do as well. But it, it sounds like that, you know, he he at least for now believes he has two guys that are locked into this team for the rest of this season. Spencer Rattler named a captain before the season by his teammates. Obviously, Caleb Williams got great on-field support by his guys on Saturday when he comes in to play that game. So I think that they feel that both of those guys are connected to this team. They'll stay. But obviously, I mean, as Lincoln Riley admitted, you never know anymore with the transfer portal. Yeah, that's exactly right. Exactly right. Jenny Carlson of the Oklahomans. So, Jenny, where, where do you see the Big 12 at right now? I mean, is it you got to still give Oklahoma the edge just because of the fact they're undefeated and have won six in a row. Uh, but, but what are you looking at when you break down the hierarchy of the Big 12 conference right now? Yeah, I was thinking today, you know, Oklahoma might be – there might not be many instances where you've got a six-time conference champion that's six and zero and has as much um, upheaval question mark. I mean, like you don't usually have a team in that position, sort of sitting in the catbird seat, that is, you know, has all these questions swirling about the most important position on the football team. So I think it's an interesting position, but I would say that they are still that favorite. I think getting that win against Texas the way they did. I mean, it was it was one of the most amazing games I've ever seen. So many twists and turns and, and unbelievable individual performances within the game. I mean, just all sorts of, of drama. I mean, I, I, it was the ki- kind of game that we're still sort of having these conversations about, you know, just people saying, do you, you remember that? That was pretty amazing. We haven't even talked about that. Um, mm-hmm. So that to me was a – that was a really big moment for that team, but – you know, obviously Oklahoma State being undefeated, if they can go beat Texas like Oklahoma did, then I think you got to really say that those are the two to, that everybody else is chasing. It's interesting to see, you know, what Baylor's been up to. Um, you know, I think their Iowa State is still a team that I would not take lightly if I was anybody in this league. I still think they've got talent. Um, you know, there's definitely teams out there that can beat the teams that are uh, percolating towards the top right now. But you know, if you're undefeated and you've got talent, which I think both Oklahoma and Oklahoma State do, I think that that is a good combination. Now they've just got to go win games. And obviously, like I said, I think there are some some capable, uh, you know, teams out there that could possibly deal the upset to either of those teams. She is Jenny Carlson of the Oklahoma. And always great to get her perspective and insight on Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and the entire Big 12. Jenny, thank you for being here. We always appreciate your time. Sure. Thanks, Pete. She's Jenny Carlson. I'm Pete Mundo, and great to have you guys on board. I want to read a quick rating and review that uh, I always like reading these from our fans on iTunes because I'm sending you free Heartland College Sports koozies in the mail when you leave us a rating and a review. So let's do let's do some recent ones here. Steve, <coughs> excuse me. Steve writes, this is a fantastic podcast. I couldn't recommend it more. That's very nice of you, Steve. Very nice. Last week on Wednesday, targeted and to the point, very well-rounded takes. I will take that one as well, short and sweet, on some of the recent ratings and reviews. So thank you guys for that. Um, You just leave a rating and a review on iTunes and then send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com, and then I send you a free Heartland College Sports koozie. It's the only way to get a koozie. You can't buy them. You can only get them by leaving a rating and a review on the podcast. So we appreciate you guys a whole lot. 
And don't forget about our partners and sponsors at MyBookie.com, where with our promo code BIG12, you can double your deposit right now. BIG12 at MyBookie.com. Thanks so much, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great day.